The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Let me just say, after view distorting the belt, they're proclaiming the real world champion. I'm going to tell you all with a tear in my eye. This is the greatest moment in my life. When you walk around this world and you tell everybody you're number one, the only way you get to stay number one is to be number one. And good morning, everybody. Welcome aboard the Captain Lou Extravaganza on this Pro Wrestling Wednesday, June the 28th, 2023. Yours truly, Captain Lou in the chair here. Again, it's a gorgeous day. If you can uh, make it through the uh, smoke the from the Canadian wildfires here in Michigan and the Midwest, uh, brave that. But uh, sit back and watch here on the Captain Lou Extravaganza as uh, we welcome you on this Wednesday. We are powered up by Belly Up Sports and uh, the Belly Up Network of Podcasts. I invite you to check out bellyupsports.com for that list of podcasts that we have. A great group of guys and gals here on the network that do a fantastic job with their podcast covering a wide variety of sports uh, throughout the world. And, of course, uh, check out our website for all of our latest articles on those sports. Everything from Shohei Itani to uh, the Mets to uh, women's World Cup soccer that's going to be coming up here very, very soon. That is uh, bellyupsports.com. We're brought to you, as always, here on the show by maulerbros.com. Check out the website, maulerbros.com. If you want to look good on the golf course, if you look good, you feel good, you feel good, may help you play good. That is maulerbros.com. And use the promo code BELLYUP for 15% off of your purchase. That is uh, maulerbros.com. And also, uh, we are brought to you this morning, as always, on the network by the by Javi Coffee for the best in instant coffee. It's easier to use than pods. Uh, it uh, tastes better than gourmet. It's uh, just a couple of teaspoons. You can drink it hot or cold, regular decaf, salted caramel, French vanilla, you name it. It's, uh, it's great. It's easy. And uh, make sure when you go to the website, use the promo code Captain Lou for 15% off of your purchase. That is uh, javicopy.com. It is indeed a Pro Wrestling Wednesday, and uh, we've got Dylan Bear going to be joining us here shortly. We had a chance to talk to him last night, tape an interview with him from the World Elite Podcast. Uh, he knows his stuff when it comes to AEW and WWE. Uh, they had uh, AEW with their big uh, pod or uh, their big Forbidden Door pay-per-view this past weekend. It uh, had some great, great reviews on it, uh, some excellent matches. Uh, Brian Danielson, uh, Kenny Omega, CM Punk back in action. So we'll talk to Dylan about that and uh, get his thoughts on the card. And also kind of where AEW is headed. Um, They're probably always going to be second fiddle to WWE, but we'll uh, get his thoughts on that. And as well as the upcoming Money in the Bank pay-per-view, for our world for the WWE coming up this weekend from England. And uh, they're going to get a pretty good crowd there as well. Um, so really looking forward to seeing uh, what the turnout is going to be there. And from what's all told with AEW, with their all-in pay-per-view coming up this summer in uh, Wembley, they, they've already got 60-some thousand seats sold for that. So definitely uh, working their way up as AEW, but we're going to talk to Dylan Bear a little bit about that on the show. And don't forget, coming up on Friday, another edition of the Captain Lou Extravaganza. We will talk uh, all things NHL and NBA with the draft coming up tonight in the NBA, or in the NHL, rather, the first round, and free agency starting tomorrow in the NBA. I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about. And uh, plus, we got a couple of announcements here for the network, the Captain Lou Sports Network, which we do indeed invite you to uh, subscribe to our channel on YouTube. We've got a lot of great... Uh, programming on there and we've got some exciting news coming up with our uh, network with uh, some shows we're going to be adding and tweaking a little bit here 
but we're going to talk all about that on Friday. So I invite you to check us out there as well. Follow us on Twitter at the Real Captain Lou, as it shows right on the bottom of the screen there, and follow us on Facebook uh, at the Captain Lou Extravaganza or my personal page, Lewis Gamlin, or drop me a note at uh, SweetLou1965 at yahoo.com. Well, as mentioned, I had a chance to sit down yesterday and talk with Dylan Abair uh, about all things AEW and uh, with their pay-per-view and also with the WWE action coming up this weekend. Let's uh, take a listen now to that uh, broad, that interview that we had yesterday with uh, Dylan Abair of the World Elite Podcast. And as I promised here on a Pro Wrestling Wednesday, we are joined by the host of the World Elite Podcast on YouTube, Dylan Abair, he's a return guest here on the Captain Lou Extravaganza. Dylan, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing just fine, Lou. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Hey, the pleasure's all mine on this uh, Pro Wrestling Wednesday. Uh, we have a lot to talk about, a lot going on with AEW and uh, WWE. Uh, AEW, one of their bigger pay-per-views. Uh, they This past weekend, they had the Forbidden Door pay-per-view up in Toronto. and uh, Kind of a different concept, um, you know, with uh, going up against uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is a great mm -hmm. entity in itself. But uh, I believe this is the second year of the concept with them. Uh, how is it? How well has it been received in your eyes? Uh, last year's wasn't received as well, but I mean, it wasn't really the company's, you know, each of the company's fault because you know a lot of injuries happen on both ends. Yeah, I know. I know so many things were so poorly put together. There was no really storylines behind anything. But this year's was received uh, very well. Uh, I found every match was executed perfectly. There were so many great matches. I've, I've, I've honestly gone and watched a lot of these on Bleach Report, uh, the site where you ordered a pay-per-view on, and it was just such a fantastic show. So compared to last year's, it absolutely just absolutely blew my mind. You know, what's cool about it too, Dylan, is they're coming off a new venture uh, or starting up one, AEW is with Collision. We can talk a little bit mm -hmm. about that, but it set up some good matches. And um, before we get into the results of uh, the pay-per-view, the New Japan Pro Wrestling or Japan Wrestling, it's it's kind of a different mindset over there. The crowd usually isn't as loud. Um, it's a little different. Uh, they're not really sitting on their hands, but... It, you get a little more crowd reaction with, uh, you know, here in the States and in North America. Yeah, for sure. I remember I watched the uh, Wrestle Kingdom uh, pay-per-view in Japan. I woke up from my time. It started at like two in the morning mm -hmm. and I, I told myself, you know, such a great set. I, I'm going to go in New Japan world. That's where they air it at. And I subscribed to it just for the show. It was like $8 to subscribe to it. So I'm like, yeah, it's a no-brainer. You know, it's a great card. Features a match I really want to watch with uh, Kenny Omega and uh, Will Ospreay for the IWGP uh, United States Champion. And, you know, that match alone sold me. And it was the awaiting debut of Mercedes Monet, which went by Sasha Banks in WWE. Mm -hmm. So she debuted over there as well. So, yeah, the crowd was very different. They're not one that, like, roars for everything that you see here in the States. You know, they're more like a clapping crowd. You know, yeah. they're not, you know, they're not going to lose their mind over the littlest thing that happens in a <laughs> ring or anything like that. So it caught me by surprise because I had to ask a lot of friends who are more familiar with New Japan just kind of what's up with the crowd. You know, you know, Mercedes just, just debuted and the crowd just, I mean, was I mean, it was very quiet. So they said, that's how the New Japan crowds are. They're not really loud. They're more clapping than anything. So I'm like, okay, so, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, because they had the same match at Forbidden Door with Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay. And, and it was very well received at, at Wrestle Kingdom, but I find just because of the crowd alone, it was so much more uh, well received for Forbidden Door. Uh, I'm pretty sure we'll talk about it in a few minutes. But, yeah, they, the crowds are so much different from like a new Japan crowd to what we just saw in Toronto for forbidden door. Well, Dylan, we might as well start with it. Uh, we'll seg right into that match with Osprey and Kenny Omega. Uh, I sometimes feel that Kenny Omega gets, I don't know if he gets his due. I mean, it's one mm -hmm. of the reasons probably is because he has not been a WWE talent 
And so I think that mm-hmm. uh, kind of unfairly puts him not he doesn't get the credit he deserves and this match with the osprey was uh again one for the record books everybody panned it a uh match of the year candidate and uh it sounds like it was a great match yeah because i remember watching their match at wrestle kingdom and i remember i put on my twitter page that it was only january 4th at the time and i said it's already my match of the year i said it was one of the greatest matches i've ever witnessed and i've and honestly, since, you know, January 4th, I've watched a lot of wrestling and, you know, a lot of matches have come close to it, but nothing has overtaken that match. But that, you know, changed whenever I watch Forbidden Door, because <laughs> I already said that their match could not be, uh, it cannot be better than the one I seen at Wrestle Kingdom. And it absolutely exceeded my expectations, you know, and it's just because the crowd, you know, the crowd was there. It involved uh, Don Callis, who would accompany Kenny Omega a lot during, like the pan. He still, you know, accompanied him, but then he recently turned on him mm-hmm. uh, in a match with John Moxley. I remember, and then he accompanied Will Ospreay to the ring. But yeah, he had a little bit of a part in the match, but it didn't determine the outcome. That's so cool. that's why I found that their match at Forbidden Door was just a lot better than Wrestle Kingdom. But, I mean, if you go back, watch the one at Wrestle Kingdom, then you go back, watch Forbidden Door. It's just so hard to say, you know, this one was better, this one was better. But, I mean, at Forbidden Door, they went 40 minutes. And it was just one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. You know, two very uh, well-respected wrestlers in their own sort of league. You know, Will Ospreay's New Japan. He's been New Japan Mm -hmm. such a long time. Kenny Omega was was in Will is in uh, new Japan. Then he came over to AEW and he's been tagging with the young bucks lately. And I feel like his style of wrestling is so different when he's tagging with the young bucks, but then he goes on his own and he becomes a whole new type of person. So, uh, so, so, I mean, I mean, going forward, I would like to see him go on his own and, you know, perform at that Kenny Omega level that I know he's capable of. So hopefully Tony Khan sees what he saw at forbidden door and lets him continue to perform solo because he's just so much better when he does that to that point dylan do you think that when he's tagged when he's in with the elite or whoever um they don't want him to go all out because they don't want him to take the shine off of his partners i mean yeah i mean that could very well be a good reasoning behind it you know the young bucks are easily one of the greatest tag teams in all of wrestling you know if you talk about maybe ftr if you talk about the usos Mm -hmm. but the young bucks are one of the best right now you know a lot of people don't like them i know a lot of other people are not fans of them because of the whole brawl with cm punk at all out last year i know the sides are still not agreeing with each other so a lot of people want to you know, say the criticism on the young bucks and then hangman Adam page recently just uh, rejoined the elite as well. Yeah. So I feel like maybe Kenny, he kind of takes a step back to maybe let the others you know shine as well. But whenever he's on his own, he performs at such a high level. And honestly, I don't think there's really anyone in all of professional wrestling right now who can even lace their boots, you know, as, as much as him right now, he is absolutely killing it. And he's on his own level right now. Well, I, I... I knew there was a reason why I wanted you on t- today because uh, I kind of feel the same way about Kenny Omega. I've always felt that he's great behind the mic. He can do a heck of a promo and mm. uh, just all around. So getting to some of the other matches, uh, the CM Punk match against uh, Kojima. I mean, here's the thing. You know, when you've got an educated crowd, you know that they're going to have a hard time living up to a billing, even though of a Osprey and a Kenny Omega. I thought this was a decent match. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I CM Punk is going to, whether you like him or hate him, he's going to bring it. And uh, I thought this was a decent match. I mean, same here. I mean, I mean, every match on the Forbidden Door card was really good. I don't really find that there was a weak link when it came to the pay-per-view card. I just found everything was executed so perfectly. That's why I would put it above last year's Forbidden Door, yeah. even though there was some good, some bad about that pay-per-view. I just feel like with this year's card, you know, there was no weak link to it. So the CM Punk match, as as big as I'm not on CM Punk right now, I, I find his match with Kojima was really, really good. It was a part of the Owen Hart, uh, the cup for Owen Hart that they're doing that tournament in AEW. So 
it was obvious CM Punk was winning. There was no way that Kojima was going sure. ahead in that cup. You know, so uh, it was it was a very very um, let's see how you put it. It was a very not well put together match because he just came back at Collision. He teamed up with FTR. He's been teaming with FTR since at Collision, but then they randomly put him in a match with Kojima at Forbidden Door. I thought they could have maybe did a little bit better with his opponent, but I guess with how split the locker room is right now with CM Punk, I guess that's the best they can do. Well, I think it turned out all right. And then I look at it again, mm-hmm. just going down the card, I knew that uh, Jungle Boy wasn't going to win. I mean, I could not see him with the IWGP mm-hmm. Heavyweight Championship. And they fooled me. I thought that Hook was going to be the one turning heel. <laughs> so they they pulled the wall. So good job with uh, Tony Khan and AEW on that one. Yeah, I know a lot of people were picking Hook to turn heel, but I think it made the most sense with with Jungle Boy turning uh, heel. You know, he's been that same Jungle Boy character since he got into AEW, and Mm -hmm. I find it it ran its course. You know, he's been adapting more of that Jungle Boy Jack Perry gimmick, and I feel like maybe now with him turning heel, he'll fully drop the Jungle Boy and just maybe adapt you know, just a Jack Perry gimmick. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, we'll see him on AEW tomorrow. And I just feel like, you know, he's going to soon get this new look. You know, maybe he'll cut his hair a little bit. He'll he'll come out with a different sort of wardrobe and he'll adapt that heel gimmick very well. But he could be very well in line to give Hook his first ever loss. Hook's never lost in AEW. He's been the FTW champion for quite some time now, and he's been put in some random open challenge matches. So maybe a first feud for a Hook, with with Jungle Boy would be very good, but I think it would give Hook his first loss. Do you see Taz getting involved in the storyline at all? I mean, it would be interesting, you know. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't put it past Tony Khan to do it because he involves pretty much everyone in a storyline. Yeah. So to see, yeah, so I could very well see Taz getting involved. I hope not too much, but at some point, you know, just you know, promo wise, I could see him getting involved. When it comes to a match, you know, let them go at it. You know, don't bring Taz into this because, you know, I would like to see Hook and I'd like to see Jack Perry go at it. I don't want to see Taz, you know, even get involved when it comes to interfering in a match. We're joined by Dylan Bear. He's the host of the World Elite Podcast. If you're looking for a great wrestling podcast, you got to check it out on YouTube. That is the World Elite Podcast uh, with our guest. Dylan Abair. Dylan, um, in between the Osprey match and uh the uh um the final match with Brian Danielson, uh we had the tag team match with Darby Allen and Sting with uh Chris Jericho. Um setting up a one, you know, what I hope anyways is gonna be a one-on-one match with Jericho and Sting. Give me your uh mm-hmm. give me your thoughts on that tag match. I mean, it was fun. You know, it was fun to see Chris Jericho and Sting finally going at it for the first time. And it's crazy. It's honestly shocking. They've never crossed paths yeah. in, in WCW. It, but, you know, but for one, Chris Jericho is mostly in the cruiserweight division yeah. in, in WCW. That's, that's probably why they really never seem to have crossed paths with each other. But now they're in AEW. They're both at an older age, unfortunately. <laughs> but and the fact that we're honestly going to see Jericho and Sting finally go at it, possibly it all in at, at Wembley Stadium is is going to be awesome. It's going to have a nice, you know, Wembley crowd right behind them. And it's going to be better than what people think it is. You know, Sting at his age can still go. Jericho for his age is still in great shape. Amazing. So it would so it would be fantastic to see them go at it. I know tomorrow in Dynamite they're doing uh, Darby and Sting against Sammy Guevara. Chris Jericho and honestly I see this as a way of getting Guevara finally away from Jericho yeah uh, he was in the inner circle with him he was in JAS with him so I think finally this is a way of you know maybe turning on Chris because he's been more of a face lately uh Sammy Guevara so I'm honestly hoping this this you know breaks Sammy Guevara away from Chris you know to just you know let him go on his own you know Sammy is a star he proved it in that four pillars match at double or nothing. Mm-hmm. He's 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 just ready to go. He's ready to hold a championship. So it's honestly, with the way the TNT championship going right now, you know, it could be put on Sammy at any point. It's such a hot potato championship right now. It's on Luchasaurus right now. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it could be on anybody. Uh, 
I don't get it. I will talk about that. I wanted to bring that up, but once we get done with this card, I'm gonna I have to ask you about that. I'm not real happy with that, but um the bullet club against the elite, we talked uh just briefly about it. I thought that we were gonna see something where maybe Yuta turns on the bullet club or gets whatever thrown out, but I don't know now with uh with uh Brian Danielson with that injury. Um what did you think of first of all with the the, the big tag with the bullet club and the elite. Oh, uh, the match was good, you know, uh, but it's weird because for double or nothing, I was, I was talking about with a friend today, uh, will or you scored the win at double or nothing against the elite by pinning Kenny Omega. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he used the, uh, he's a screwdriver because it was when Kenoshi Takeshita he turned on Kenny, you know, he aligned yeah. himself with Don Callis. Mm-hmm. And that got Willer Yuta big points by scoring a win over Kenny Omega. But then, and he fast forward to Forbidden Door, and he's taking a loss to Tomohiro Ishii. So yeah. I'm not understanding what they're doing with Willer Yuta because I really thought they were building a big star by having him get the win over Kenny, but then he takes the pin mm-hmm. at Forbidden Door. So. I don't know. It makes me wonder. It makes me wonder, you know, if he's going to stay in, in, in the BCC or if he's going to get kicked out at some point, they're going to bring in a new member. But I think for one, I thought they were going to win. You know, I thought, you know, Daniel Sillman would win, which he did. And I thought that BCC would win as well. Yeah. And they lost to the elite. So that caught me off guard right there. I thought they would make BCC go over you know, have you at forbidden door, but no. Well, you know, with you to taking the bump the week before on dynamite and that's what I kind of thought maybe, something would happen there but so yeah mm-hmm. we'll have to wait and see down the road you know and we talk about having to go up against you know such a stellar match uh with you know when danielson uh going up against okada uh mm-hmm. was a great match i mean you know having these two top quality matches on the same card is crazy and unfortunately uh danielson now he did break his arm is that correct or is that just uh is that just dirt sheet material? Uh, I remember it was first reported after Forbidden Door. They said it was a fractured arm. He would be out six to eight weeks minimum. But now I'm hearing the injury is worse than what it, it originally was. So I don't think we see him for a while. I know that uh, Blood and Guts, which is one of their little annual shows they put on at Dynamite, was yeah. uh, scheduled to come to Boston soon. And now I feel like that puts a huge a huge uh, swing of things of of that match you know Danielson won't be involved now so do they bring in a new member to kind of fill his shoes for a while I don't know what they do right now because I figured it would be Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite and now with Danielson out that that throws a huge wrench into things so uh, I don't know maybe they'll bring in a new member but it's just gonna be bad without Danielson there because he's wanted there their main members aside from moxley so to put a capper on uh, uh on forbidden door on a five-star rating what would you give an overall rating on the pay-per-view so i did a watch along with a few friends of mine mm-hmm. and i gave a final grade at the end i gave it a solid a because okay. you know i feel like maybe a few matches could have been you know better towards the end the entire matches were great but the ending, I feel like a few of them were a bit, I don't know, kind of underperformed the ending, you know. And and sadly, what I'm going to is is Danielson Okada. You know, they looked at this as such a dream match. And yeah. I feel like the match was overhyped. I feel like it didn't live up to the hype that it was. And sadly, I think it's because of the injury. I think because of the injury, it had to end as quick as it did with Okada tapping out. I believe it was his first time tapping out in like eight years. Wow. So, yeah. So, wow. On 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 a point scale, five star rating. I'm gonna give it a solid four. I thought okay. it was a. I thought it was a very good show compared to last year's. It absolutely blew my mind how well they did with the show, you know. And and now they have All In coming to Wembley, and like a few weeks later, they have All Out coming to Chicago. Wow. So it, it makes me wonder how Tony Khan is gonna book storylines with with two shows that close to each other. I know All In is going to be well booked. I know some great matches are going to happen there. Nothing booked yet. But it makes me wonder how he's going to do All Out just like a week or two later in Chicago 
with actual storylines. So Tony Khan has himself in a bit of a pickle here. So I, I really hope that he knows what he's doing. They're expecting 70,000 people for that pay-per-view in England. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Wembley? Yeah. Uh, I think they're expecting a pretty large crowd. You know, Wembley is is you know awesome you know i've i've yeah. seen shows you know seen shows over there i believe it was like an old SummerSlam, SummerSlam 92 i believe was over there and the crowd over there was fantastic so i can't wait to see what like a like a new modern wrestling crowd does at wembley i know like the, the foreign fans are well i know clash of the castle was great i know when they did backlash in puerto rico fedori was so well whenever bad bunny was there wrestling <laughs> the crowd was fantastic so I'm expecting a really good crowd at Wembley because it's just the crowd that are overseas. I feel like they're so much better than the one in the States. Well, the, yeah, they don't get them over there that often, and I, I tend to agree mm -hmm. with you. All right, a couple more quick things on AEW. Uh, you touched on it briefly with the uh, with the TNT title or whatever. Wardlow, mm -hmm. you know, I just – it seems like whenever he gets a push, it's like the mm -hmm. rug gets taken from underneath him. Giving it to Luchasaurus, I, I just, I, to be honest with you, I'm sure he's a great athlete, but I'd rather have seen it on Christian Cage. I just don't like Same the way that was headed, and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a big Wardlow guy, you know. I think he's a good worker, but I just don't. I just that one, that's a head scratcher for me. It definitely is, you know, because I really thought if they would pull the championship off of Wardlow like they did, like you mentioned, I thought it'd be Christian Cage. Yeah. But it given to Luchasaurus was, yeah, like you said, also a, a bit of a head scratcher. You know, Luchasaurus, I feel like is really good, but I don't think he's beating Wardlow good. And, you know, Wardlow, such a special athlete. And AEW, I feel like, has absolutely no idea what they're doing mm -hmm. with him. And they have him be on MJF's side for a, in a very long time when they were in the pinnacle. He finally breaks away from MJF when he slides uh, CM Punk the uh, dynamite diamond ring at, at revolution in a dog collar match. And then finally he gets his a big break by uh, winning the TNT championship. But then since then, it's just, it's just not been good. You know, the booking has been horrible for Wardlow. Mm -hmm. So it makes me wonder it, you know, would it be better somewhere else? Would it be properly booked somewhere else? And somewhere else I find would be WWE. I feel like, Someone like Triple H would do great things with Wardlow. Look what he's doing with Gunther over there at the Intercontinental oh, Champ. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Love I just feel like if I just feel like if Wardlow went over there, he would be so much properly booked, and they would actually see the potential that he has. Because, like I said, he is such a fantastic athlete. I just feel like Tony Khan does not know what he's doing with him. And uh, CM Punk's coming back. You know, they started Collision uh, in Chicago a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, you know, obviously he gets the warm welcome there. He's going to be a fan favorite no matter what side of the mm -hmm. aisle he's on there. But it looks like he's tending to go towards the heel side. Um, what do you think What do you think his prospects are? Do you see him possibly getting another title run in the future uh, going after MJF? Or does he need a title to be still very popular with uh, AEW? I mean, really and truly, I don't think CM Punk, you know, I don't I don't really think he needs a title. You know, okay. CM Punk has, has done so much in his career to where I really don't find a title is is needed anymore. You know, he was already AEW champion when he kind of got like that suspension, that long suspension from AEW. And he was still champion at the time and it had to be vacated after all outs whenever they had the post-media scrum, and he starts right. talking about Hangman, about Cole Cabana, about the Elite, and then that led to that big brawl with them. And because I remember the Elite, they won the trios champions that night, and they were also vacated. So everything was vacated that night. Mm -hmm. So right now, I feel like CM Punk's at a point in his career where he just needs to enjoy what's left, you know, because he's not being well received anywhere other than Chicago. Yeah. The forbidden door crowd was giving it to him. They were booing him hard. And I feel like this is maybe why they're going on this bit of a tour in Chicago before all out, because they don't want him to get booed as much as he's getting booed right now. Cause like I said, anywhere other than Chicago, he's not being well received. 
So mm-hmm. I think the proper thing to do with him right now is to turn him heel, you know, at least boo him for a reason. Because right now they're only booing him because of everything that happened with the elite. And and honestly, I think they're all I think I think I think both sides are being you know, big children about this because they're still not getting along. They have to put them on no. separate sides of the arena just to not <laughs> interact with each other. That's crazy. Wow. So it, it really is. You know, they had to do that at Forbidden Door. Multiple reports came out of Forbidden Door that they had to, you know, separate sides. You know, CM Punk had to be on one end, the elite had to be on the other. It's it's I'm just a big wow. mess right now. So I think the proper thing to do is to turn him heel. So at least they are actually giving them a reason to boost CM Punk. Because he was a great heel for WWE. So, oh, 100%. So do it again over there. Right. Yeah. Well, speaking of WWE, let's switch gears. Let's get over to there. Um, first question for you, before we get into the money in the bank, uh, Gunther now has been over a year as the Intercontinental mm-hmm. Champion. I think he's done a fantastic job. And Roman Reigns, you know, we all know it's he just passed Pedro Morales for the length of his reign as a champion. I'm a fan of the prolonged champions, uh, the the reigns. Um, give me your initial your, your thoughts on both these championships being over a year and uh, the build that they've had, and I, I love it. I love it on both sides. Well, first of all, when it comes to Gunther, I'm just happy that they're actually bringing some relevancy back to the Intercontinental Championship. Because yes. before he was champion, I think the last time that it was actually defended on a pay-per-view was at, at WrestleMania a few years ago with Apollo Crews and Big E. Mm. And it, it was that Nigerian drum uh, fight or something like that. Oh, that yes. it was yes. when, when Apollo was that Nigerian character before finally going back to his regular self. But yeah, Gunther is finally bringing relevancy back to that championship. And he, honestly, I don't see nobody beating him for it right now. There, there's no one who's worthy of beating him for that championship. So I think if they were going to pull it off him, I think they should have did it in that triple threat with uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Mm-hmm. I think Sheamus was like intercontinental champion away from being a Grand Slam champion. And that was a way of pulling it off of him without him actually getting pinned if he would have pinned Drew. But they put on a great match at Mania and, you know, Gunther retained, and he's still having a great reign. So, honestly, I don't see you pulling off him anytime soon now. But when it comes to Roman, I will still say that they should have pulled it off of him at Mania with Cody. Yeah. But I but I think it was too predictable because I remember back at Mania 34, it was Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar for the championship yeah. and reports were all coming out, you know, Brock's leaving after, after Mania is over. So they're giving the belt to Roman. The main event was, was very poorly received. They were booing the whole time because it was the Superdome. I was there. So obviously I seen all the boos happen. I seen that, you know, cause Roman was busted open. It was, it was a sloppy match. And then Brock wins. So mm-hmm. it was such a swerve that they put on us. I feel like they did that same swerve at Mania with Roman going over Cody. And really and truly, I feel like Roman's not going to drop that title up until, honestly, Mania next year in Philly. I, and I see it being Cody. I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly, I think, I, think, I think Cody is the only person who should take it off him right now. I know he's doing his little feud with the Usos. And I know he had you know great feud with Jay uh, in the pandemic when they uh, followed him on a cell. Yeah. So I could see it maybe happening again. Maybe we get a one-on-one with each, you know, Jimmy and Jay being at the boat turn on Roman. Mm-hmm. But really and truly, I don't see no one taking off of Roman, like I said, until Mania next year in Philly. And it should be Cody, I think. Yeah, and I think Cody's going to have one more match with Brock. Uh, you know, this little stopgap match to me this weekend with uh, Dominic Mysterio. I, You know, mm-hmm. I think something – I think we're going to get some shenanigans of some sort. Um, I getting back to Gunther, I just he's believable as a heel. He looks very strong, and I just don't think that he's gonna lose. I still think Matt Riddle is too more too much of a comic book type character to mm. beat a guy like uh, Gunther. Now I, we may have just put the kiss of death on him for Saturday <laughs> and have him lose that belt, but I just don't see that happening. No, me either. Like you said, he's. He's, he's more of a comic character than anything. Yeah, he's a great athlete, but, you know, he's yeah. had his fair share of 
of a controversy when it comes to his his pet you know his, his actual personal life i know yes. he's in and out of rehab i know that uh he's been you know the victim of uh video leaks when it comes to some unnecessary stuff that came out about him and stuff like that so i don't feel like he's the right person to take it off of gunther and like i said i i really cannot think of anyone aside from my honestly no one right now should take it off of gunther to be honest yeah. But honestly, I can't think of no one. If you know, gun to my head right now, I cannot think of anyone who should take it off a gun there right now. No, I mean, unless you have somebody coming in like a, uh, uh, you know, Randy Orton. But I think Randy Orton, when mm. he does come back, is going to be a heel, and so I don't see that happening. Um, I got to be honest with you, Dylan. The, the Money in the Bank card, I think, is going to be a decent one. I don't see any titles changing hands this weekend. I really don't either you know um and honestly for what the show is you know everyone's looking forward to seeing if the winner of you know each money in the bank if they decide to cash in on someone that night that's been the trend yeah. lately uh not so much for the men's but for the women's side you know you don't see the women's money in the bank lasting very long aside from cashing in on someone so mm-hmm. the women's side of things is in looking good you know the men's side of things is also looking very good so it'll be an interesting thing to see if someone decides to cash in something that they just won that night it's just to see who uh, you know and i like kind of where the storyline's going with seth rollins and finn balor but i just think it's kind of early for balor to take the strap away from rollins it really i think seth is going to hold it for a while no yeah. he's he was that workhorse of WWE. You know, while Roman takes his time off, you know, he's yeah, he's always, you know, he's been a champion forever and he's been taking so much time off. That's why I thought it would be a great idea to pull the titles off of him, put it on Cody, but he's still that part-time wrestler and Seth Rollins really never left. So I I I really don't see them pulling the title off of Seth, you know, just yet. You know, I think it's gonna be a great match with him and Balor. They put on a great match uh, whenever it was the inaugural uh, Universal Champion when Finn had to drop it the very next night due to injury. Oh. So I'm looking forward to seeing him run it back, and it's going to be a very good match. You know, I, I remember that match, watching that pay-per-view, and then watching uh, Raw the next night and thinking Finn Balor was amazing to be able to get through that match with the way his shoulder was. It was incredible. It was. And and honestly, I think everyone was behind you know, Balor that night, freshly yeah. out of NXT. He was in that, that tournament that led to the Universal Champion. He won it as the Demon character and then dropping it the very next night. It was it was horrible. And and really, he never got his big break to, you know, win anything like that again. He was champion in NXT again when he went back, but that was really as far as it went. What, uh, if, if I had to tell you, you had to bet your house on, who would be the uh, winner in the Money in the Bank match for the men and the women? Who would it be? Uh, for the men's <laughs> side, and and it's tough because they threw such a weird thing into the men's Money in the Bank by adding Logan Paul to it. Yeah, that's what worries me. Before me then, too. and and really, I think adding Logan Paul just kind of is there for a distraction because I think it's still a hundred percent LA Knight that's going to win it. Okay. He is extremely over with the crowd. He's a heel and the crowd loves him. Isn't that something? It's, it's unbelievable how well received he is by the crowd. And like I said, and, and really they debuted him on the main roster as a whole different character. And when Triple H came in, he changed it right back and it's been so well received. So I think he's very due up to win the money in the bank. But like I said, adding Logan Paul kind of scares me a little bit. Me too. But I think he I think he's in there for traction because I don't think they want it to be that obvious that LA Knight's gonna win. So Logan Paul is gonna have a great performance in it. I, truly, I'm not a fan of him as a person, but as an athlete, he's fantastic. So yeah. I really think there's gonna be a lot of high spots with him. It's gonna be a good match, but yeah, LA Knight I think is is the clear pick right there for okay. the women's side. Okay, for the women's side, the only one that I can see that makes sense to me, she's also due up for something, is EO Sky from Damage yeah. Control. Yeah, I'm. I don't know why, and I just have the sneaking suspicion it's going to be Bailey. 
don't mm. know. Don't I just something tells me she's and I, I and she's gonna go to cash in and she's gonna lose. I don't you know I I, I don't know. It's just a hunch. Yeah, that's one thing that worries me, you know. But <laughs> also because I mean it's it's honestly really hard to pull the title off of anyone right now. Yeah, when it comes exactly. To, or to women. Because obviously, you know, no one's cashing in on Roman. He's going to hold it for a while. Right. He's in a tag match mm-hmm. with a solo against the Usos. But then Seth Rollins is still a fresh champion. He hasn't held it very long. But then you look at the women's side, Rhea Ripley, you know, just won it. And then mm-hmm. Asuka also just won it. So I don't see no one cashing in, to be honest at money in the bank, it would, it would really surprise me if someone did, but I honestly hope they don't book it around someone <laughs> losing the moment they cash it in. Yeah. I, 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 if I, if LA Knight wins it, I could see him cashing it in maybe around uh survivor series or something like that. Um, but you never know, or else he could cash it in on Austin theory, you know, maybe yeah. go for the U S belt. Who knows? Uh, yeah. um, do you, do you see any buddy coming in this weekend that, uh, has been out uh, uh, Bray Wyatt or Randy Orton, or do you see any shenanigans with Brock Lesnar? Uh, the only one that makes sense is probably Randy Orton. Okay. I know he's, I know rumors came out a while back that he was told not to wrestle again, but now I'm hearing that he's almost, you know, cleared to compete. So yeah. it's almost, you know, what do you believe right now? Right. But Randy Orton, I think, is, is probably the one that makes the most sense. I'm not sure how they would factor him in. I'm hoping Lesnar doesn't make any sort of uh, sort of appearance. I think if Cody loses, which I hope he doesn't to Dominic, I think it's because of Rhea Ripley. Yeah. I think Rhea maybe was the one that causes uh, Cody a victory. But I would, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't put it past Brock to show up and cost Cody another victory, setting up something at SummerSlam. Um, but I don't know, Bray Wyatt's, is is his own little thing right now uh mm-hmm. hoping he works out whatever issues he has going on right now because we haven't really seen him since the rumble yeah so hopefully he works out you know all the issues and he comes back you know maybe bring back that white family character you know i, I don't want to bring the fiend back or whatever they decide to do with him i just hope he gets whatever help he needs and then he comes back better are they protecting uh uh Rhea Ripley is she injured again I know I've read a couple of reports that her knee has been popping out during matches and everything uh I hate to see it because she's such a great worker but are they kind of protecting really um I'm not quite sure to be honest with the uh, college world series going on uh I've been (laughs) missing a lot of wrestling oh that's fair Uh, so but I but I've been missing it for the right reason you know thankfully how many many jello shots have you done uh me none but okay. my brother was in omaha for the college world series so oh, he's wow. done quite a few and lsu <laughs> lsu smashed the record for for jello shots it took ole miss the entire thing to be like 18 grand we got like 60 something thousand what? so yeah yeah but yeah, I, I've been missing a lot of wrestling, unfortunately. So I haven't really heard a lot on the whole Rhea Ripley thing, but hopefully she's not injured because she's a very special talent. Definitely. Um, last thing before we let you go, and I appreciate you coming on, uh, Dylan. This is this has been a treat. Um, AEW versus WWE, you know, you're going to hear the argument back and forth. Uh what do you think the state is in wrestling with those two organizations? Honestly, I think I think WWE, you know, yeah, they maybe see them as competition, but I don't think they're really scared of them. But I think AEW wants to become more relevant and get as big as WWE because they they bring their name out a lot. You know, MJF he name drops people from WWE like crazy. He has mentioned Vince McMahon on AEW television. He has mentioned you know, people who are within the organization for WWE. He has made references to NXT when he did a promo with Adam Cole mentioning the Undisputed Era, mentioning the reports that he was supposed to be Keith Lee's manager before you know leaving uh, NXT and going to AEW. So I feel like, honestly, I feel like for AEW, they're just trying to be more relevant right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like WWE's in a league of their own where they don't even need that competition. So really, 
honestly, you know, AEW is just doing whatever they can to stay relevant. And they're still putting on shows in smaller venues. Yeah. You know, other than like the United Center and, and stuff like that, they're going to Wembley. So I really feel like Wembley is going to be their big test to see how well they can handle a large crowd. Because I went to a show in New Orleans and it was it was at the UNO. It wasn't even at like Smoothie King Center or anything big like that. So really, you know, they're only they're still a few years in. Yeah. But they're getting bigger. You know, they're getting you know real uh, getting really good talent over there. So it's all about staying relevant right now and not going down the same path as you know WCW or anything like that. So as long as they don't do that, I really feel like they'll be okay. But like I said, WWE is just in a league of their own right now where they don't even really care about that. Saturday night with a collision broadcast on a Saturday. I'm a little worried about that, Dylan, only because it is a Saturday night. That's not usually mm -hmm. the most watched night of the week for any you know cable, network, terrestrial, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a little worried that they're putting a lot of their eggs in a Saturday night basket if they want TV ratings to get advertisers. Uh, what's your feelings? Yeah. I I uh, really think they're taking a big risk by going to Saturday night because you know we're almost in July and then you know coming up August September and football season yeah. football season is going to kill their ratings I oh, think for God. And, yeah yeah and I know Collision the first week honestly did very well they did like almost nine hundred thousand on a Saturday night which is very impressive because you know it's you know the weekend people go out on the weekend you know people don't really sit at home and watch tv or nothing like that so doing you know, almost nine hundred thousand on a saturday is is very impressive mm -hmm. but i just feel like with football season coming up you know more people are gonna if if there's really a good you know game going on saturday night football i really think they're gonna steal those ratings from aew and they're gonna have a huge huge uh there's a huge dip in their ratings so I think they're taking a huge risk. I'm not sure if it'll pay off. But crazy enough, you know, there's a lot of people who really don't watch football and, and maybe they'll be more in tune with wrestling. So maybe they'll find the right audience. But like I said, Tony Khan has taken a major risk by putting uh, one of their major shows on a Saturday night, being that football season's coming up. What do you got coming up next on the World Elite podcast? Uh so luckily, I didn't give a lot of my predictions away because on Thursday, we're doing our uh, prediction show for Money in the Bank. Uh, myself and my co-hosts, uh, Marcus and Jordan, are welcoming in two people for our uh, prediction show on our YouTube channel. Uh, 7 o'clock Central uh, will be live on there. So anyone watching now want to tune in on Thursday, be my guest. You know, we'll, I mean, we welcome any new audience that comes in. Other than that, we don't have a ton dropping right now. Um, Marcus does a, a SummerSlam series where he covers a few SummerSlams leading up to the actual event. I just uh, I joined him for that one. That's coming out on on audio platforms only. We did SummerSlam 2004, and and honestly, that was one of my favorite SummerSlams. So we did that one. It's it's gonna be coming out on all the audio platforms. I would say maybe Saturday. It's coming out. Depends on when he wants to drop it, but. Other than that, we don't have a ton going on right now. We're, we're kind of laying low, and I have a new show also as a part of Bloodline Network Entertainment, uh, as, as the Bloodline Entertainment Network uh, coming out in August where I'll be talking some New Orleans Saints football. So with football season coming up, uh, maybe I'll give you the invite to uh, come over on my show. Would love to come on anytime. You know, be a blast. I always enjoy uh, talking wrestling and football with you. And uh you got a hungry Derek Carr down there, especially after what he's been saying about uh, the Las Vegas Raiders the last couple of days. Dylan, yeah. enjoy uh, enjoy that championship for your LSU Tigers uh, with the College World Series. Thanks a ton for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Always enlightening, and uh, keep up the great work. All right. Thank you so much, Lou. All right. That, of course, is uh, Dylan A. Bear taking time out to be with us here on this Pro Wrestling Wednesday. And uh, some great insight on what's going on in the world of AEW. And, of course, Money in the Bank coming up this weekend. It's uh, one of their uh, – at one time, I thought maybe it was a good concept, a big concept, one of their big pay-per-views. But it's a good stopgap pay-per-view for WWE before they get to uh, SummerSlam coming up here to the Michigan area in Detroit coming up on August 5th. So that's uh, one of their four major pay-per-views. But maybe we'll get – something out of this one to help set up 
SummerSlam coming up uh, August 5th in the Detroit in, uh, at Ford Field in Detroit. So again, thanks to Dylan A. Bear from the World Elite Podcast joining us here on the Captain Lou Extravaganza on this Pro West Wrestling Wednesday. Uh, we're glad you're with us here today. Uh, the show brought to you as always by uh, modelerbros.com. If you're uh, out on the golf course feeling a little, I don't know, just not quite there, maybe it's because of what you're wearing. So check out modelerbros.com for their selection of polos, T-shirts. They've got uh, some great-looking shirts. Uh, you can get a louder design or more of a conservative look. They're sleek. Uh, they're very comfortable. And you know what they say, if you, if you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you might just play good, play a little better. That, of course, is uh, MahlerBros.com for your way to do that. And when you're there, use the promo code BELLYUP for 15% off of your purchase. That is MahlerBros.com. And uh, we're also brought to you by Javi Copy. Um, your answer for instant copy. It's uh, easier to use than pods. It tastes better than gourmet. Uh, a couple of teaspoons. You can drink it hot or cold. That is uh, Mahler Bros, or I'm sorry, that is JobbyCopy.com. And when you're there, use the promo code Captain Lou for 15% off of your purchase. That is uh, JobbyCopy.com. A lot going on in the pro wrestling world. We hope you enjoyed the uh, interview with Dylan A. Bear from the World Elite Podcast, uh, AEW with Collision. They've got their all-in pay-per-view coming up at the end of August where uh, they're expecting 80,000 people there. So that's going to be interesting to see how, you know, how that uh, responds and the momentum that AEW can take from that. And of course the WWE going to England this weekend for their pay-per-view with uh, money in the bank, they're going to have a huge crowd over there as well. And so a lot going on in the world of professional wrestling. Well, that's going to do it here for the show today. We thank you for taking time out powered up by belly up sports. That is the captain Lou extravaganza Check out uh, the Belly Up Sports Network of podcasts at bellyupsports.com and also the latest interviews that we have going. Uh, everything in the world of sports, from pro wrestling to uh, women's pro soccer with the World Cup coming and, of course, Major League Baseball, the NHL draft coming up tonight, NBA free agency starting tomorrow, and football right around the corner. we got a great show coming up on Friday. We invite you to uh, check us out then. We invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is the Captain Lou Sports Network. A couple of big announcements coming up for our show here on Friday. So we uh, can't wait to tell you that. So we invite you to check us out Friday morning live, 10 o'clock Eastern time, right here on the Captain Lou Sports Network and the Captain Lou Extravaganza. All right, that's going to do it again. Thanks to Dylan Bear from the World Elite Podcast for joining us. Thank you for taking time out to check us out, if not just for a few moments. You're on the Captain Lou extravaganza. Captain Lou here saying, keep your heads up, keep your sticks down, keep your feet moving, and as always, keep your minds open. Thank you for joining us here on the network and here on the Captain Lou extravaganza. We'll see you Friday. And again, thanks for joining us. Enjoy your day, everybody, and uh, stay safe. We'll talk to you Friday. So long. <laughs>